If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. doing Saturday night hope you're doing good little video to start it off for you I'm telling you right now we're gonna win this thing Trump was called for a time like this somebody had to expose the rampant really system-wide corruption well in multiple areas but right now in voting in our elections I'm telling you right now really how it works is this all you got to do is have a hub in Pennsylvania. It's Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Pennsylvanians, you really think that your, your state is blue? You really think it is? Or has it been pulled over your eyes for all these years? And really what happens is whenever, the, whenever it's close, they just print more ballots. And nobody ever checks because no Republicans have the guts to stand up to Democrats. No, they don't want to be called names. They don't want to be called misogynists and racists and everything else. But... President Trump was raised up for a time like this. Somebody had to fight this battle. In order to fight this battle, you had to have lost the election because you're going to have to challenge it. So this is perfect time. Trump's going to win. I really do believe it. I really. You might be thinking this is rhetoric or propaganda. I really do believe that President Trump will be sworn in again January 20th. I believe this. See, I, out of uh, Psalm 23, he sets the table before you in the presence of your enemies. God does not mind humiliating evil people. And right now you have Kamala Harris talking about crashing glass ceilings and you have uh, Joe Biden setting up a office of the president elect for the first time with his own acronyms and his own insignias and his own colors and his own podium insignias. I mean, never seen that before. Again, this is 2020. I've said that 8 million times. 
Here's some good news out of the Trump administration. Put that up for me. LifeNews.com tweet last week at the UN, the Trump administration pushed back against abortion. U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Robert Destro said, we, we reject the proposition that abortion is a matter of inter- international human rights and affirms that all lives, both born and unborn, should be, provo- should be protected. See, that's the Trump administration. You can put, Aaron, put that up on the side so I can still see it and read off of it. It would be the exact opposite. For the if it there won't be, but if there was a Biden administration, you can just say it was the exact opposite with the with the Obama administration. Six sixty plus million babies are aborted every year. It's locking everything down again for a virus that's killed allegedly. It's still very alleged. This this count is not right. I don't like to in any way, shape, or form buy into the liberal media's propaganda. There hasn't been 1.1 million deaths worldwide from COVID, but that's what that's the number that Worldometer has up. That's the and Worldometer is uh, sponsored by the World Health Organization and the UN. But anyway, you have 60 million babies killed every year, and we talk about a virus. Two two million babies a year are killed in the United States, and we talk about the alleged. 224, 240-something thousand people that have died of COVID. And by the way, the same people that are counting COVID deaths are the same people that are counting ballots. A corruptocrat, bourgeois elite that uses people in positions of power to institutionalize their corruption. That's what's happened with this election. So that's what Trump is still doing right now, pushing pro-life agenda in November of 2020. Awesome. Next one up. From the Hill. This is one of our freshman congresswomen that were just elected. And by the way, the the Republicans are up to 11 seats that they have taken from Democrats. Not reelected, taken from Democrats. Our first session of new member orientation covered COVID in Congress. Masks, masks, masks. I proudly told my freshman class that masks are oppressive. Awesome. That's the kind of stand that we need to take. And this, and again, I want to put this out to you. Fox News at 8.15 on November 3rd on election night put on you know, their Chiron. Actually, it wasn't even their Chiron. It was right across their main screen that Democrats are projected to win the House and gain multiple seats or retain the House and gain multiple seats. They're barely even retaining the House right now. They're barely even retaining it. The only, and the, the thing about this is actually a very devastating loss for the Democrats because the Republicans had way more seats up for grabs. Way more, you see what I'm saying now? The Republicans actually had, you know, seats that weren't, uh, I mean, all everybody's seats are up for grabs, but there was Republican seats that were vacant. There was no incumbent coming in. They won all those, and then they're taking seats from the Democrats too. And the Senate was the other, the Senate was what I actually meant to talk about at first there is the Senate actually had way more seats that were up for grabs. And if Republicans win in Georgia, if Georgia gets their head out of their rear end, Hey, Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, somebody in Georgia forward this to Brian Kemp. When are you going to pull your head out of your caboose and start taking control of your state's recount? And start taking control of your state's elections. Wait till we dive deep into that tonight. I thought you were a man. Seriously. I did. I really thought you were. You stood up to everybody. You opened up your state. When nobody else was. Even even President Trump badmouthed you about it. When he shouldn't have done that. He was wrong. Now what are you doing? 
Why are you capitulating to the recount right now? Nobody can get anywhere near the recount. Come on, come on, Kemp. Come on, Brian Kemp. Do something. Otherwise, Republicans in Georgia, vote him out. Vote him out. All right, from a Rodney Howard Brown tweet, this is Lou Lou Dobbs' video featuring Sidney Powell. Listen to this. Well, joining us tonight is Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, General Flynn's uh, defense attorney, a great American and prominent uh, appellate lawyer. Great to have you with us, Sidney. Uh, Let's start with Dominion. Uh, A a straight-out disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company, its uh, software or machines. Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned, beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there, and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. All right, bring it back to me. Aaron, you can get that next clip ready to go. Some new information right there. They're starting to delve into, and we're going to get into this in the state of Georgia in a little bit. Governors and secretaries of states actually having financial interest in Dominion vote counting machines. Play the next one for me. Well, for fraud this serious, I think even if the states are stupid enough to go ahead and certify the votes where we know the machines were operating and producing altered election results, if they're stupid enough to do that, then they will be set aside by the fraud also. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. President Trump won this election in a landslide. It's going to be irrefutable, and we are patriots are coming forward all every day, all day, faster than we can collect their information with testimony they're willing to give under oath about how their votes were stolen and how the machines operated. They were updated the night of the election, sometimes after the election. We've got statistical evidence that shows hundreds of thousands of votes being just put in and replicated. It's going to be there needs to be a massive criminal investigation and it's going to affect millions of voters and elections. All right, play the next one, Aaron. I know that even Democratic senators and Congress people for years have reported problems with this system to the FBI and to the government, and nobody's done a blooming thing about it. The people in the election security part of Department of Homeland Security need to be fired yesterday. 
They're absolutely ridiculous. Of course, Chris Ray needs to be fired, too, because the only FBI interview of any witness was to intimidate him and try to get him to change his truthful testimony for hours by an anti-Trump FBI agent. They still have politics infecting the FBI instead of just following the law. We are on the precipice of this is essentially a new American revolution. And anybody who wants this country to remain free needs to step up right now. These are federal felonies. Altering a vote or uh, changing a ballot is a federal felony. People need to come forward now and get on the right side of this issue and report the fraud they know existed in Dominion voting systems because that's what it was created to do. It was its sole original purpose. It has been used all over the world to defy the will of people who wanted freedom. Now you bring it back to me? All right, so that's the thing. And if she's saying some covert things there, I hope that you're catching. She's putting it out to the people that are actually part of the corruption by saying you need to get on the right side of this now. In other words, they need to give Rudy Giuliani's uh, legal team a call and say, you know what, we're part, of, we're part of the deal. We did it ourselves. We have corrupted ballots. We have fraudulent ballots. We were part of the fraud. We were part of the corruption. So maybe they can save themselves. That's what she's telling them. These are federal felonies. This is a big deal. When you change a ballot, you have committed a federal crime. And all this, all the shenanigans that have been going on in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia, in Milwaukee, in Detroit, in Atlanta. See, what, what's happened all this time is that none of these, do you really think Georgia is going red? Do you really think that? Do you really think Georgia is going red? Drive around Georgia at any point, which I did. At any point before this election, tell me if you saw one Biden sign. Biden can't put 40 people in a backyard and you have Trump filling up airport hangers. Air, not, a, not just airport hangers, airport fields. 50, 40, 50,000 people. Be yet alleged, you think Georgia is going blue? No. I mean, do you really think Colorado went blue? Nevada's gone blue? Now Arizona? No, it's these voting machines. And it's corruption inside the Democratic Party. I mean, come on, 130,000 votes show up in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. And they are all for Biden. This goes on every time. Pennsylvania, do you really think you drove around Pennsylvanians? You drove around Pennsylvania all the time before the election. Where were all the Biden signs? There certainly wasn't any here in Florida. There wasn't any. I saw maybe 10 Biden bumper stickers and signs cumulatively combined. And I saw thousands of Trump signs. Do you really think, and Trump won by 300,000 plus people in the state of Florida, which was already kind of a purple state to begin with. But these other states, Trump was just declared by the media, the winner in North Carolina. I guess North Carolina knows how to count. But all that's gone on, there's been specific hubs for decades, for decades, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Detroit. Now what they do, Michigan, do you really think you're the, you really think you're blue? They're not blue. You're really not. Most people in Michigan are not critical race theory advocates, gay marriage advocates, everybody calling you a racist advocate. You're not a defund the police advocate. You're not a tax me into oblivion advocate. You're not a transgender advocate where you have to worry about whether you, have, you call a guy a girl or a girl a guy. A guy is a guy and a girl is a girl. That's how you think. The Democratic Party is the opposite. And you have to be sitting at home going, how do we lose every single time? How do we lose every single How is it that Trump down ballot, the Republicans won 
every freaking thing down ballot. Just about every Republican, with the exception of like one senator, was reelected. House, state houses went Republican. 14 turnover seats went Republican. Somehow Trump lost. It's just not even remotely possible. No Republican has ever lost a presidential race that won both, both Florida and Ohio. This is impossible. This is not true. But what's happened is there's these hubs. You know, Detroit, get a hold of Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia. Let's get a conference call going. Get Pittsburgh on there. Get Philly on there. Get Atlanta on there. Get Milwaukee on there. Now let's get Phoenix on there. Well, how many votes do we need here? And it's part of the algorithm software inside of the Dominion voting machines. It, that's an absolute fact. Sidney Powell said it in the video I showed on Thursday. It's absolute fact. You can program in to the Dominion software and say, how many votes do we need for a Biden win? And it will actually switch the votes for you. It was created for Hugo freaking Chavez. Where do you get? We'll get, we'll die. We'll, we'll uh, deep dive into that a little bit later too. But you know what? Switching subjects for just a moment. I have now have accounts on Parler, Gab and Rumble. So I'm still, listen, I'm not leaving Facebook until they ban me. I'm not leaving, leaving any, I'm still going to maintain. I'm still on YouTube. I'm still on Facebook, still on Periscope, Twitter, all that stuff. Not leaving. I don't think any of you should leave, but you've got to have accounts on these things. I'm not even telling you so that you go follow. Well, I'm not exclusively telling you this. So you go follow me, but I'm just telling you I'm on parlor gab and rumble. You've got to get accounts on there. You have to, you have to, why we have to make them pay. It's time for them to pay this. And they've been kicking us in the teeth for years. They boycott us. They ban us. They censor us. They need to pay. Listen, 72 million people just voted for Donald Trump. We can have our own country. I'm not advocating violence, Facebook. I'm just telling you we can have our own economy. Just put conservative in front of everything. Airbnb, that company just banned people from from occupying their residences that were going up to the Mega Man March, I'm calling it the Mega Man, the Mega March, Million Mega March up in D.C. They ban people from occupying their dwellings that are under the sponsorship of Airbnb. They banned them. They banned MAGA people, Trump people. Well, you, all you do is go, you know what? Okay, that's interesting. We'll just take their name and put conservative in front of it. Conservative Airbnb. It's not copyrighted as long as you put conservative in front of it. Conservative A- Airbnb. And you take over. You know, you have your own movies, you know, have your own, have your own. I mean, just have your own sites. That's what parlor gab.com gab.com is run by a fervent born again, Christian for he's been banned off of everything. You it, 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 it's hard to even find them. They were huge and they got banned. They wouldn't capitulate. They refused when they, when the tech tyrants was it Google Aaron that approached them. Aaron, you in here? Was it Google that approached them? Gab. Yeah. Yeah, Google approached them and said, "You know, you're going to have to conform, or we're not going to we're not going to uh, you know allow you to advertise. We're not going to allow you on our platform." They refuse to, so they're down. You know, they won't allow you. Have to. I'm assuming you can still find them on Google, but you have to look for them. You can't advertise. They demonetize you, deplatform you, because they refuse to capitulate. Well, that's what Trump's doing right now. Don't capitulate. Who cares what these people think? Who cares what names they call you? What is? What does it matter? Who cares? But we have to fight back. If that means we, you know what? We, the 72 million of us, we can have our own Walmart. Who cares what Walmart does with the Walton? You know, it's now the, 
daughter of Sam, uh, Sam Walton who runs Walmart. She's a capitulating rhino piece of garbage. We have our own. Forget them. That's the thing. We have, we have the numbers. Make them pay. We don't have to pay for any of their stuff. We don't have to watch the NFL. We can create our own NFL. You know, we don't have to worry about people that are kneeling to the flag and bad-mouthing the cops. We can just have our own. This is all fact. We can do this. And this is what we need to do now. I'm not, I'm not talking about armed insurrection. You Listen, whatever self-defense you got to do, that's a different story. I'm not talking about armed insurrection. I'm not, I'm not talking about seceding from the union. I'm just saying we could have our own economy. We don't need them. 72 million of us. And that's just, I guarantee it's well over 100 because you've always got the lazy 20 or 30 million that didn't even vote. That would, that it'd be overwhelming. Well, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if Trump, if Trump got 94 million people that voted for him, they would add 96 million. Cause all you gotta do is print ballots, print ballots, print ballots. That's all they were doing. That's what they've been doing for years. Hey, hey Atlanta, how many vote, votes do you need? Because you know, we're, we're down by a hundred thousand here. We're going to propagate ours up to where we have a hundred thousand lead. And what are you guys going to do down there? Well, we're down right now, just like they did with 6% of the vote. Biden gained 140,000 votes over Trump and took a lead. It's impossible in Atlanta. That's actually what happened. So they don't like that. We're leaving. They don't like that. We're going to parlor. They don't like, because once we go to parlor, can't ban us there. Once you go to gab.com, can't ban you there. Once you go to rumble, can't ban you there. They have no power. Brian Stelter doesn't like it. There's this new social media app called parlor getting a lot of attention because conservatives are saying they're leaving Twitter, Facebook, going off to Parler because they believe Parler's a safer space for them. What we're seeing is even more of a bunker mentality in right-wing media. And ultimately, that's not good for the country. No, it's it's not good. It's a threat to democracy um, that these people are in echo chambers and they're getting fed a diet of lies, essentially. All right, so truth comes from CNN. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truth comes from CNN. We're going to diatribe of lies from parlor yeah from you know all we do on parlor you know all that i do on this right now is tell the truth i'm i'm simply reporting truth it's the truth so how is this an echo chamber truth is truth whether the right wing says it or the left wing says it. the problem is the left wing never says it because it violates their narrative and why would anybody want to follow a narrative you have to lie to follow that you have to lie to believe in that you have to lie to get anybody else to believe in it all right from the gateway pundit in the Georgia election, get this, track these numbers, even write them down. This is fascinating. In the Georgia election, 800 ballots were marked only for President Trump. What does that mean? That somebody went in there, they filled out a ballot, and they voted exclusively for Trump and not down ballot. 800 people, 800 people in a state, I can't remember how many millions live in Georgia, 10 plus million, in, a, in the state of Georgia, 800 ballots total were marked only for President Trump. How many for Biden? If 800 for Trump out of a state of millions, 800 total ballots for Trump, how many did Biden get? Nine that were marked exclusively for Biden. No but no down ballot voting. Oh, that isn't as big as I thought. That's as big as Georgia's? Oh, I thought it was way bigger. That's only Georgia's only about 4 million people. I thought it was way bigger than that. That's got to be bigger than that. Do you check on worldpopulation.com? Check, double check it. <laughs> I can't believe it's that small with Atlanta there. All right, but anyway, so down ballot, down ballot voting for where the person only filled out a ballot and marked Joe Biden, put on there Joe Biden. That's all they marked, didn't vote anything else. 800 for Trump did that. 96,800 did that for Biden in Georgia alone. 
800 for Trump, vote exclusively for Trump and nothing down ballot. And for Biden, 96,800 people did that for him. Do you believe, do you believe that this election is fair? This is statistically, listen, everybody, statistically impossible. There's always people that go in and they will mark just for the president and leave. That always with about, yeah, like 800 out of millions. But we'll do that. Not 96,000. 96,000 votes? Hmm, that's strange, is it not? Where Trump, when all of us went to bed because all the poll workers had the CPs in Georgia and they shut it down for the night? Remember that? Trump was up by about 140,000 votes. And lo and behold, we get up in the morning and uh, he's only up by like 12,000 votes. And now he's behind by 14,000. 96,000 votes. You know why that is? Uh, Hurry up. We need these ballots now. We don't have time for you to vote down ballot. Get them printed now. That's exactly what happened. It's exactly whether it was through Dominion software or whether they were actually hard copy ballots. That's exactly what happened. Play that video for me. Patriots, fantastic news out of Georgia today. We're going to have a hand recount. This is what we need. A full audit of these election results so that whoever the winner is, the American people have confidence in the result. Now, speaking of confidence, I believe, I'm very optimistic that the winner of an accurate count in Georgia is going to be Donald Trump. Why do I say that? Well, one big reason are the Biden-only ballots. This is a phenomenon that we're seeing around the country in battleground states, but not in in settled states. Let's, let's go to the actual math here, not my opinion. So in Georgia, and by the way, there are two Senate races going on in Georgia, so intense interest, okay? Very competitive Senate races. Here's Trump's vote in the state of Georgia versus his, the Republican Senate vote in the state of Georgia. Almost identical. Out of 2.4 million votes cast, the differential was only 818 votes. Minuscule differential. In other words, everyone who voted for President Trump also voted down ballot for the Senate races. Not the case at all with Biden. What was the differential here between Biden votes outperforming Senate votes? 95,000 differential of people who voted for Biden only and did not vote down ballot. That is incredibly suspicious. It doesn't prove anything, but it points to irregularities and potential fraud. Let's also look, this is convincing. If we look at a non-swing state, this is the state of Wyoming, deeply red state. Now, the numbers are are small because it's America's smallest state by population. Uh, But let's look at the Biden versus Senate differential there. Only 725 votes. Only 1% versus 4%. Why did 4%, why did four times as many people in the swing state of Georgia decide to to vote Biden only? Again, it raises a lot of alarm bells. Wonderful news for this country and for our campaign that we're having a hand. All right, back to me. See, that's the question you need to ask. Okay, four times as many people voted exclusively for Joe Biden than basically anywhere else in the country. And except for, by the way, these same stats are going on where? Where, you know, again, let me make sure everybody's on board with me here. When somebody goes in, they vote exclusively for Joe Biden and not down ballot. That's what I'm talking about. So exclusive Biden ballot ballots when I say it. In Georgia, in it, mainly the Atlanta area, probably, it's Four times as many as is usual. And guess where else that's happening? Uh, let's guess. Uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, where else? Uh, Michigan. And where else? Uh, Wisconsin. This is happening every other place. Normally it's about 1.5 to 1%. No, it's 4% of Biden's voters. 4% of Biden's voters in Georgia voted exclusively for him. 
And you're looking at like 0.01% of Trump voters. But it couldn't be just people rushing out ballots, could it? That couldn't happen. And just for the record, I want everybody, because it was me versus my tech guy. See, if you're a COVIDologist loser like I am, I know what these how many states they have because I've been running these numbers on COVID for for forever. My tech guy put up that Georgia had a had a uh, population of 3.9 million. That's the country of Georgia. As I said, Georgia had 10 plus 10 plus million people, and here's the official count: 10.617 million people live in the state of Georgia. Right? Yes. I love being right. Yeah, and I got official apology for Aaron. All right, from Newsmax, Stinchfield, you got to see this. Play it for me. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it is. Yeah, go to Tom Fitton. Tom Fitton's up next. Sorry, my bad. Tom Fitton, uh, pick for uh, pick of tweet first. All right, here we go. Our election has been compromised. One of our observers, this is from Dave Schaefer. This is the video I'm supposed to be playing. One of our observers at the hand count of the ballots ordered by the Secretary of State, Brad Roffensberger. We're going to get down deep into that guy. He's going to get a proctological exam in just a minute. Does this inspire confidence? Play it for me. This is Susan Knox. It's Friday, November 13th. This is the recount in Georgia. I'm in Cobb County, Jim Miller Park. We are looking at the recount for our president. And if you tell me you could see what these people are doing and which box they're putting this in. I mean, this is horrible for our integrity of our election process. Back to me and Trump has already tweeted about this. He's calling this out. Now we need Doug Collins on it, Lynn Wood on it, and they both are on it. They're both on the ground in Georgia fighting this fight. This hand recount advocated by Raffensperger. We'll get into him again, like I said, in a minute. It's useless. What's the point? And see, again, if you look at that video, Aaron, can you put it on and just leave it muted? Look at this. Look at the footage here. Now I'm going to talk over it. Sometime this century would be awesome. There we go. Um, <laughs> look at this now. How would you know what on earth is good? That's as close as you can get, Republican. That's as close as you can get, Republican. No closer. Look at the media. Who knows what's going on there? And you think we have honest elections in this country? Back to me. You think we have honest elections in this country? Listen, in Detroit, Michigan... They were pushing Republican poll watchers away from the desk where they're counting ballots by force. They were pushing them away, verbally abusing them, committing batteries against them, but actually forcing them away from where they were counting ballots. They're supposed to be within six feet, and then they move it six feet further away. And if you didn't like it, they would tell you tough. And they would they were physically moving people. See, my wife was asking me, how will we change this? The way that you're gonna have to change it is you're going to have to go into, what is it, the TCF Center, I think it is, in Detroit. Next time there's an election, you guys should have to go in there and go, you know what, we're not moving. And maybe the person, they've got to look, you know, buff and scary or whatever. they just got to look good, big, strong dudes, send them in there and say, you know what, we're not moving. You can call us racist, you can call us, you know, deplorables and uh, chumps or whatever. You can call us whatever, but we are not moving. We will stay within six feet. We have to do what they do. I'm not talking about their lying, their cheating, their stealing, their corruption. They're, they're absolutely satan- satanic falsehoods they put out all over the place. I'm not talking about any of that, but we can stand our ground. You don't have to kowtow to Antifa. <clears throat> you don't have to kowtow 
to some poll worker calling you names. No, I'll stand there. Now, it's tough if there's 20 of them and one of you. But we need to get in there and just say, you know, we're just our tactics are this. We're not moving. If you try to physically move me, that will not go well for you. That's what this is what it takes. It's been corrupt. All they're doing is running these elections to corrupt urban centers. I mean, come on, Mitt Romney in 59 districts. I can't stand Mitt's Romney. But in 59 districts in Philadelphia, he received, received zero votes. And of course, Mittens, being the capitulating ballless wonder that he is, did nothing about it. Again, hey, Mittens. Hey, hey Ben Sass. Hey, Jeb Bush. George W. Bush. Are you aware that you're clipped? Are you aware? Or are you just giving in to being a globalist bourgeois elite? You're clipped. You're a gelding prancing around a field. All of you. Have, I mean, listen. Pray that, pray that you grow a set. Get right now. Just start praying. I want a set. Pray it. You know, Mittens wouldn't stand up for it. That's why we are where we are again today. And here, here's the thing. Word was sent to President Trump too. And there's people around him. Deep state geldings around him going, no, no, it's all safe and secure. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right. Newsmax from Stinchfield. Watch this. Personations. Looney Lori Lightfoot following suit. She decided this week that she has the end-all, be-all power to cancel Thanksgiving. We must tell you, you must cancel the normal Thanksgiving plans. I'm not canceling anything. And if I live in Chicago, I'm not canceling it either because of COVID concerns, she says. Here's Lightfoot, not concerned about COVID at all. A maskless Lightfoot parading around in a crowd of hundreds of people celebrating Joe Biden. Here's her defense of it all. There are times when we actually do need to have a relief and come together. And I felt like that was one of those times. Oh, give me a break. And important enough of an event to break the rules for her, she says. So by her logic, seeing your friends and family to celebrate Thanksgiving is not by her definition of being important. Those are the rules for thee, but not for me. And All right, back to two. me. There you go. No Thanksgiving for you, but she can stand in a crowd spitting through a megaphone with maskless. But you, on the other hand, she just told you. I mean, does everybody see the galactic hypocrisy? I hope that you do. Capitulating Christians out there. You're like, Tom, you always pick on them. That's right. Capit- I expect more from you. From whom much is given, much is demanded. That's Luke chapter 12, verse 48 capitulating mask wearing Christians that are going to no touch church services right now who are social distancing and scrubbing themselves endlessly with alcohol. Do you see those, your priests that are before you, your Pharisees and Sadducees, your Pharisaic leaders that are in front of you, the hypocrites that they are, like Jesus said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You got to find the exact moment where he says it. We got to hone in on that. I'm talking about a video. That'll be hard for you guys. But you see it? Do you, do you see the hypocrisy? Why, Christian, why would you follow anybody like this? How many Christians right now are adjusting your Thanksgiving? You're a capitulating coward. Just like the ones that stopped going to church. You're a coward. Knock it off. Start standing up for this stuff. Who cares if they, t- I, I can flat out tell you, 
I'm having at least mine and two other families over for Thanksgiving. There ain't a soul going to be wearing masks. And I'm not only, listen, normally I would just hug them all. I'm going to hug them all and kiss them all on the lips. Just to, just, just, to, just to put it in the face of these COVID advocators. 99.9% survivable post-infection virus. Give me a break. Listen, listen to what Lori Lightfoot said. Put on the, get the Lori one ready until we get the other. There we go. Here's what she said at the beginning. Well, not really the beginning, but right in the middle of the COVID crisis. Punches today. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. And she says any owner of a rental property that ends up as the scene they of an illegal house party will be banned. Or maybe we will cite you. And if we Go need, back. we're seen around the world. Right there, so she wasn't pulling her rhetorical punches today. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. And she there says they are. There they are. Those, but she's fine with being out in the street with a bunch of Biden supporters smashed in close to one another, spitting out her different, you know, her different, uh, what did Anthony Fauci, particles or you know, those little pieces of sputal out of her, out of her megaphone. No problem whatsoever there. Droplets. Droplets. There you go. Thank you. Droplets. I hate that word. You find it for me? <laughs> Play it when you get it. There you go. Nothing for you. <laughs> Rewind it again. Hit it again. Now, now pause it. This is this is how the de- this is how Democrats are now. They themselves they get lots of they can do whatever they want. What's good for me is not good for thee. What's not good for thee is good for me. Whatever. But for you, this is what they say. Three dollars. <laughs> Nothing for you. <laughs> there you go. Nothing for you. They can do whatever they want. You, how, many, how many of you want to bet right now that Lori Lightfoot has a real Thanksgiving? You want to bet? How much you want to bet? All right. Here's a tweet from Elon Musk. Play for, I mean, put it on there for me. There you go. Something extremely bogus is going on. Was tested for COVID four times today. Two tests came back negative. Two came back positive. Same machine. Same test. Same nurse. Rabbit antigen test from BD. I don't know what BD is, but... It's bogus. I'm, this whole thing is bogus. It's absolutely bogus. The, what the tests for COVID are so potent that they take your genetic material, they wind it up instead of thirty-five times like they do for the flu, forty times. So no matter what level of exposure you've ever had, you've never gotten sick. You never had a, a symptom at all. You never knew anything about it. You never. You don't even qualify as being a positive case. They've made it so that you're a positive case. Oh, we're having a spike in cases right now. A spike in cases. Where's the spike in deaths? But these tests, it doesn't matter who you are. You'll test positive. I mean, come on. This is kind of funny. See, Elon Musk can afford it. He can take as many tests as he wants. These tests aren't cheap. He He tests four times. Same test, same nurse, same facility, two positives, two negatives. Put the next one up for me. From Elon Musk, lab, I just spoke to said COVID 2 PCR detection N1 and N3 genes between 30 cycles is reliable and above 40 cycles is not. And that is what they're doing. They cycle and recycle your genetic material over and over and over again until you're positive. Listen, every person on the planet catches a hold of viruses. Most of the time, you never know yet. You see, you think it's the flu vaccine. That's kept you flueless. It's not. It's your own. There is no vaccine for a virus. It mutates. The, vi- the flu vaccine is not keeping you well. 
The flu A, flu B, we're already on flu G or flu L or whatever it is. They mutate constantly. There's no virus vaccine. There never will be a virus vaccine. There will never be a mask that can block a virus. N95 does not block the flu and it does not block COVID-19, let alone the goofy Home Depot masks that everybody's wearing around. They do absolutely nothing. But they rev that test. They've cycled the test 40 times. So whether you could have just touched COVID with your finger and it seeped into your skin and you'll test positive. You never, you're not, you don't qualify as a positive test in any other genre except COVID. I wonder why. Because this is the first sickness in history that's been used to usher in political globalist agendas. Can't you see it, mask-wearing Christian? Can't you see it, mask-wearing Republican, being a good neighbor and a community partner? You know, I want to just be cooperative with everybody. Forget being cooperative. You don't cooperate with lies. Do not yoke yourself together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship could light have with darkness? 2 Corinthians 6.14. You don't yoke yourself together with lies to show that you're cooperative and courteous. You look the, eye, the lie in the eye and you say, you're a liar. People come up to you and say, don't you want to wear a mask while you're at Walmart? You go, nope. Just like that too. Everyone practice it, right? All together. Here we go. Nope. No, I'm not wearing a mask. No interest. At all. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna propagate a lie for Anthony Fauci. No, thank you. Speaking of the Fauci, here's a Tom Tom Elliott tweet. Dr. Fauci, America has an independent spirit, but now is the time to do what you are told. There you go. This is what it's all about. It's all about distancing you, masking you, and controlling you. It's got nothing to do with your health. Nothing. Joe Biden being elected, he's just a tool for globalist bourgeois elites, of which Anthony Fauci is one. Anthony Fauci is on the vaccine board for Billy Gates. They're globalist elite. They're here to control you, to mask you, to usher in the new world order. If you're a Bible believer, which you should be, to usher in the mark of the beast. Here's what Anthony Fauci said. Play it for me. So are there countries that you, you know, there are countries that seem to be doing well that then weren't doing so. Are there countries now that hold up as models for, you know, pretty good response to this? You know, the answer is yes, but right now it seems that every country is suffering. Yeah. We are often compared with countries that are not comparable to us. We are not a little island of five million people that we can shut off. We're not a country that would accept if a ruler tells us you must do this i was talking with our uk colleagues just today who were saying the uk is very similar to where we are now in outbreak because each of our countries have that independent spirit but we don't want to be told what to do well i understand that but now is the time to do what you're told <laughs> and i think it really is something that we should be doing right now so all right so well, me. so now's the time for you to do what you're told no thank you anthony no thank you i'm not doing it i am not conceding just like just like president bush i mean president trump oh man i just said bush that's a horrible thought <laughs> Oof. 
So what happens when I talked about him earlier, I got it stuck in my head now. I said Jeb Bush and George W. Bush. Just like President Trump is not conceding, I will not submit. I will not concede to the wants of Anthony Fauci. I will not do what I am told. No, thank you. No way. You want to tell me, you know, you can't murder people? That's fine. That's the Bible. You want to tell me to strap a mask on and separate myself from people when your virus has a 99.9% post-infection survival rate? No, thank you. It's a game and it's a lie to get you masked, distanced, and controlled. Masked, distanced, and controlled. Write those things down. And none of the people that are part of the elite establishment actually believe in this. Let me read you this out of the Gateway Pundit. Uh, from 1113, California Governor Gavin Newsom breaks his own authoritarian COVID lockdown order. What a surprise. Just like the rest of them. Just like Lori Lightfoot got caught doing the same thing. Just like Chris Cuomo got caught doing the same thing. Neil Ferguson got caught doing the same thing. They're not scared of COVID. They're not scared of COVID. He breaks his own authoritarian lockdown order, attends birthday party for political advisor. You can't do that in the state of California. It's against their COVIDology laws. Democratic governor Gavin Newsom was forced to issue a statement after he got caught breaking his own authoritarian COVID order. The San Francisco Chronicle reported that Gavin Newsom and his wife attended a birthday party with at least a dozen people. You can't have Thanksgiving, though. He's already canceled Thanksgiving. Oh, oh I, I, I'm sorry. You can have Thanksgiving, but you're not allowed to sing. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom unless it's always, always it's being cleaned after every person. You can only have one person serving food. It can only last two hours, and it must be outdoors. Newsom and his wife attended a birthday party with at least a dozen people from several different households for his advisor, Jason Kenney, last week. Newsom's recent COVID order, just in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas, prohibits gatherings that include more than three households. Gatherings must be held outdoors and should not last longer than two hours, but Newsom's order only applies to rubes. Newsom issued a statement after he got caught, we should have modeled better behavior. That's what they always say. That's what they always say. He put it out there, you know, we followed, you know, social distancing guidelines, but we should have modeled better, better behavior. It's because they don't believe. If you really believe something was going to kill you or kill people around you, you wouldn't do this. They don't believe it because they, listen, these people are diabolical, but they're not stupid. Some of them are flat. I mean, Lori Lightfoot, eh. but Gavin Newsom, he's not stupid. He's just a totalitarian. He's a tyrant given, given charge over 40 million Americans, the worst economy in the United States, one of the worst economy uh, economies on the planet is California. They're, they're, they're one state. They're a trillion dollars in debt. 50% of all jobless applications in the United States come from one state, and that's California. Facts. Absolute facts. All right, here's a Newsmax tweet. You, this is what, tor- this torques me off. Utah Republican Governor Gary Herbert, another nutless gelding, issues a state of emergency and ordered a statewide mask mandate. What are, you know what? Why is it that Christy Nome, who looks like a <laughs> there you go, here he is, there that's him prancing about. Notice what's not swinging anywhere. Notice there's nothing swinging. Got it. That's that's what's his that's uh. Governor Gary Herbert. Why is it that Christy Nome, she looks like a beauty pageant contestant. Why is it that she is more of a man 
than most of the uh, male governors in the in, in the United States. Why? Christy Nome doesn't do any of this. Doesn't capitulate at all. And yet Gary Her- Gary Herbert in the state of Utah, which is about as red as you can get, there's not enough patriots that, that will say, hey, Anthony Fauci, go pound sand. You're such a coward from some liberals in Salt Lake City. You can't stand up. You're so you're so much of a coward that a few liberals have you running for the hills, putting on a state. This is, listen, by the way, I don't know how many days we are. Hey, you guys count that up for me. From March 7th, how many days we are? 15 days to slow the spread. So count from March 7th and count today. We are 200 and something days into 15 days to slow the spread. 253 days into 15 days to slow the spread. And we are issuing new mask mandates from Republican gubernatorial offices. Because the Republican Party is stealing from Rodney Howard Brown again. Is just one of the heads of a two-headed snake. It's time. For, it's just like I said. The church is going to rise out of the ashes that we're in right now. The church is going to rise out of the ashes that we're in. But it's not going to be the art churches, the hyper grace, church fam churches. They're not going to rise. They're a bunch of capitulating Anthony Fauci worshipers. They've been closed. They were closed for months. And again, let me just make sure I under, you, you understand the stipulations behind being closed in my eyes. You are closed right now if your members are wearing masks and you're social distancing and having touch-free services. You're closed. If you ever closed and you never repented, you're still closed, even if you're wide open right now. It's not going to be the the new church that rises out of these ashes are going to be brand new Christians won by people like me and you. Real Christian people that live by the Bible. When they put out their their 99.9% survivable virus, we say, you know what? And Jesus gave us the king, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. We stand in it. We stand up against it. We tell people no. We let our yes be yes and our no be no. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. Jesus speaking both verses. That's who we are. And that's the new generation of Christians that will be won by people like me and you. And even going down the political run. New Republicans. That are being won by people like me and you. Working class people that don't want to be told they're a racist 24-7. That want a police department. That want a military. Cori Bush, the newly elected congresswoman out of St. Louis, is advocating the defunding of the military and the police. What would she do if China invaded? These people can't think any any further than one, one inch in front of their goofy faces. All right, here's a Newsmax tweet. Oh, this, oh, no, let's leave where we are. Uh, this is not new. Here's the, the stats out of Utah. I want to read those real quick. Utah, Gary Herbert just issued, yeah, put his picture up. There he is. He just issued a, a uh, statewide mask mandate. There he, that's his nature. There's Gary, nature, Gary, nature. Oh, you, well, you failed me, man. Oh, man. All right, we, gotta, we can't go on a bad note like that. Let's get it going again. We can't end on a bad. There you go. That's his nature. All right. Gary, nature. Gary, nature. Good. All right. Now we're good. We got it right. Here's the stats out of Utah. The, you, have to, you have to have a mask mandate now. Mask mandate. And, it, and it's basically everywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. The population, which I found myself not relying on Aaron on this one. Who knows what country that would be. Um, he'd, probably be he'd probably give me the Ute Nation back when the with Native Americans Here's the population in Utah right now. 3.2 million people live in the state of Utah. How many COVID deaths have they had out of 3.2 million people? And these are 
alleged COVID deaths. Remember, COVID deaths don't mean COVID deaths. They're being calculated by the same idiots that are calculating the election right now. Deep state governmental hacks is the only way. The only way, sometimes they're not necessarily the government, but they are deeply connected to the government. So 3.2 million people live in the state of Utah. They've had 678 COVID deaths. And that's to date. That's to date. That's as of yesterday. All throughout all these months, 678 deaths. Now we know that most of those deaths, 94% of that 678, according to nationwide data out of the CDC, had two to three comorbidities. They weren't really killed by COVID. So you can take about 94% of that off, whatever that would be. So you're looking at probably 50 or 60 COVID, real COVID deaths of people actually dying of COVID. But just for ease of conversation, 678 COVID deaths over a period, what are we, 253 days into flattening the curve. So we're about 283 days into COVID. They've had 678 deaths. So you have a 0.02% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Utah. And, and, and Gary Herbert has to put up, has to institute a mandatory mask mandate. How does that make sense at all? It's all about, it's not nothing to do with your health. You have a, how could it have anything to do with your health when you have a 0.02% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Utah? How could it have anything to do with that? Does anybody ever think logically? It's amazing. All right, breaking 9-11 tweet. This is a video. I hate to put you through this. I apologize in advance. We're going to listen to Nancy Pelosi talk for 32, 39 brutal seconds of one of the dumbest people on the planet. Play it for me. The election is over. Joe Biden oh, is the, the president-elect. Elected with a mandate of over 78 million votes. But don't take it from me. The Elections Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council and the Election uh, Infrastructure Sector Coordinating Executive Committees said in their joint statement, this November 3rd election was the most secure in American history. There is no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or was any way compromised. All right, back to me. Most secure election in American history where we mailed out tens of millions of mail-out ballots for the very first time in history. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's, I, mean, I mean, come on, you have to laugh. You have to enjoy abject stupidity. Otherwise, it'll drive you crazy. You have to enjoy people that being that stupid. She's stupid enough to wear a mask. She's stupid enough to wear a designer mask. She's stupid enough to be at a podium alone wearing a mask. You have to enjoy the stupidity. So she claims that according to these institutions, yeah, please, there you go. There's Nance talking again. There she is. <laughs> she, got, she got this information that this was the safest, most secure election in American history. American history, right? So what were these institutions? Let me read you. Only the government could come up with names like this. Ready? Here's the institutions that told her that. The Elections Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council, coupled with the Elections Infrastructure Infrastructure Sector Coordinating Executive Committee, told her that. Those are the names. Only those are the ones who told her that these were the most secure elections in history. Now, what are those? What are those institutions made out of? They are a consortium. This is this is from there. This is I looked this up. 
a consortium of election administrators. Oh, you can trust the election administrators and federal agencies. Oh, the feds say that it's the most secure election in history. Right? The feds said that. Just like the feds said that General Flynn committed a crime and George Papadopoulos committed a crime. Roger Stone committed a crime. Paul Manafort. President Trump committed a crime according to federal employees. You can trust everything they say. The Nance does until it turns against her. Here's a Tim Pool tweet. Sums it up pretty well. Nancy is so silly. Our election was high. This is what she said in, right after Trump was elected. This is uh, literally four months after Trump was sworn in. Our election was hijacked. <laughs> there is no question. Congress has a duty to protect our democracy. Now let's look at it this way. Now, if you say the same thing, you're attacking the democracy. You got to know the other side. You just have to know their propaganda. You don't have to listen to them incessantly, but you need to know their propaganda. They are so full of crap. They would be a perfect, absolute, they would have a perfect disguise as a septic tank. They are so full of it. All right, here's a Linwood tweet. Switching back to Georgia. Jared Thomas, a lobbyist for Dominion Voting Systems. Now, I asked earlier, where is Brian Kemp? Where are you, Governor Kemp? Well, Jared Thomas, a lobbyist for Dominion Voting Systems, was Georgia governor's Brian Kemp's chief of staff and press secretary for three freaking years, 2012 to 2015. Huh, how strange. How odd odd these connections are at all times. Sidney Powell spoke earlier about the connections, right? I'm not saying that that Kemp has done anything illegal yet, but it is awfully odd that Texas turns down Dominion voting systems and Georgia, supposedly an equally conservative state. Oh, we had to put that picture up. An equally conservative state takes them on when lo and behold, the chief lobbyist for Dominion used to work for the governor. Isn't that strange? You ever seen a dung beetle before? Here's one. See, now I want to explain this to you. A dung beetle thinks that as they're shoveling their poop, their poop that they found, they found that. Now listen, here's what they did. The dung beetle finds a bunch of poop, actually takes the time to roll it into a ball because they actually treasure it. Poop to them is a treasure, just like any other Democrat. They're all dung beetles rolling around and rolling around pieces of crap and telling you, look how great it is. That's the Democratic Party. All right, speaking of Lynn Wood, Lynn Wood files from the Gateway Pundit from today. Lynn Wood files lawsuit challenging Georgia's Secretary of State's dark unconstitutional agreement. Get now, get this now. You sit there and you watch these things and you're like, why can't we get a fair shake? Why can't, why can't we sit there and watch the votes being counted? Why? Why can't we get a forensic audit of the vote? Well, let's look. Linwood files lawsuit challenging Georgia's Secretary of State, who is a Republican, state's dark unconstitutional agreement with who? Hillary Clinton attorney Mark Ilias. The, the, the country is just being introduced to Georgia's Secretary of State. Told you we were deep diving, proctological style, into Brad Roffensperger. Who is, let me get it, Roffensperger. Roffensperger. That's the Secretary of State. In Georgia, in charge of this whole election process. On March 6, 2020, March 6th, the beginning of 15 days of slow to spread, just putting that out there for everybody. 
The Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Roethlisberger, a Republican, signed off on a secret legal agreement with the Democratic Party of Georgia, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee to alter absentee ballot procedures in Georgia. What a surprise. This is absolutely shocking that this happened. Right? I wonder I wonder why we can't get a fair shake in Georgia. I wonder why. At four o'clock in the morning, they shut down counting ballots for the first time in history. Same thing in Michigan, same thing in Pennsylvania, same thing in Wisconsin. Just shut it down. We're losing. Print the ballots. That's why they shut it down. They needed time. Because as Sidney Powell said earlier, Trump was winning in a landslide. And they needed time to put the ballots together. That's why you saw 96,000 votes in Georgia with Biden only marked on them. The Democrats' attorney for the secret deal was Mark Ilias. From where? You're going to love this one. If you're not a low-information voter, you're going to know what I'm talking about here. From Perkins Coie. Mark Ilias, Hillary Clinton's attorney from Perkins Coie. What did Perkins Coie do? They hired Fusion GPS. That hired Christopher Steele. That put together the bogus dossier. They were talking to the Secretary of State in Georgia in March, putting together procedures for a COVID election. Oh, how strange. How strange. In March 6th, they knew that COVID would last this long. It's because they're constantly propping it up and propagandizing it. Nobody's basically dying of it. I know, 240. That's why we have no excess deaths. You have just as many, same amount of deaths this year as last year. How, how is, how is there a pandemic then? Mark Ilias from Perkins Coie, uh, the conciliary of Hillary Clinton, who has been busy managing other secretive. Oh yeah, put Hillary's pickup. Here's Hillary. Just want to make sure you know what we're talking about. There she is. The beaut that she is. Other secretive. So Mark Ilias or Hillary or both are managing other secretive Democratic election operations all across the country. Remember what Hillary said? Play it for me. And, you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. And if we are... So how did they drag it out? They dragged it out by shutting down voting. Where did they shut down voting? In Rhode Island? where they basically won 70-30 for Biden. No, they shut down there. They shut down in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada. That's it. Everybody else got it done. Everybody else got it done. They, that's, they shut it down. Now, you might be thinking, no, there's still, there's still states that are counting. Yeah, but they didn't shut down their count. They're just, I don't know, they're just buffoons, I guess. They didn't shut it down in the middle of the night. It always takes them that long. They didn't shut it down in the middle of the night like those did. But Lynn Wood's filing a suit. Attorney Lynn Wood, who is a resident legal voter of the state of Georgia, filed. If you don't know who Lynn Wood is, he's the attorney for Nicholas Sandman. Just so everybody knows, you look that up yourself. Filed a legal complaint yesterday against not only Georgia, not only the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Roethlisberger, but also against the members of the Secretary of State's State Board of Elections for getting into this agreement. The lawsuit filed by Wood argues that the Secretary of State and the Election Board changed the manner in which absentee ballots were counted, which they had no right to sign. Here's part of the lawsuit. This is right out of the affidavit for the lawsuit. 
defendants, that's who's being charged unilaterally, which means by themselves and without the approval or direction of the Georgia General Assembly, change the process for handling absentee ballots. Mail-in ballots is included in that in Georgia, including those cast in the general election. The right to change election processes lies with the legislature and not the secretary of state or the judiciary. Facts. They can't. He entered in to a secret agreement. And it has to do with using Dominion counting machines, a secret agreement with Hillary Clinton's attorney. How does that happen? You can throw them in, buddy. You're good. How does that happen? That's who's in charge of Georgia's election right there. Right there. That's who's in charge of Georgia's election. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Here's the rube that's supposed to be in charge of it. There's, there's Raffensperger. He's doing nothing. He's bought and paid for. Bought and paid for. He, how did he, he, he did this by himself. This is supposed to, if you're going to change how you count absentee slash mail-in ballots, I know they're two different things, just so everybody knows. But that's what this is about. It's ease of conversation, absentee slash mail-in ballots. You have to go through the state legislature. Dude. He did it by himself with Hillary Clinton's attorney. No problem whatsoever. And lo and behold, the Aaron, find the one, yeah, the, the one with Jared Thomas over there about uh, George. There you are, right there. Yep, hit it, put that up there for me again. Remember this, I want you to remember it. Jared Thomas, a lobbyist for Dominion Voting Systems, was George was Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's chief of staff and press secretary, 2012 to 2015. You need to read Dan Bongino's. Uh, I don't know if it's new. He's got no. It's not as new as the second newest book. They all know each other. They're all tied in together. They're a bunch of aristocracy liberal elites even the republicans i'm not saying every republican listen there is awesome republicans out there donald trump donald trump jr eric trump <laughs> devin nunez jim jordan lynn wood Sidney powell there's awesome kaylee mckinney awesome republicans i'm a republican but there's also a lot of either corrupt republicans that they're in it for the money Corrupt, corruptocrats like Mitt Romney, who will do Mitt Romney, I'm telling you right now, would drink Nancy Pelosi's COVID spit if he thought that it would gain him Democrats votes. He would right now. All right, here's <laughs> he would. He'd do anything. He would absolutely do anything to be popular. That's Mitten's Romney. All right, here's a Candace Owens tweet. To every spineless Republican who is hedging their bets by not shouting the truth about the United States election being rigged, which it absolutely is, know this, in the end, truth and light always win. Cowardice will be your legacy. Candace Owens, there's another Republican. That's how you're supposed to be. And by the way, that's what you're supposed to be inside the church. The church is first. Your Christianity is first. That's what you're supposed to be in the church. Have some courage. Read your Bible and stand in it. Not Anthony Fauci. Anthony Anthony Fauci comes out and Anthony Fauci tells you, hey, we're going to have to mask up for another nine years. We're not going to be maskless until 2037. Okay, Anthony, we'll do it. To stand in the Bible instead, why don't you try the word of God once in your life? Try binding. Try loosing. Try believing John 14, 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Try it. You might like it, Christian. Try Christians actually try the Bible that you allege to believe in. Try it one time. It might just work for you. It will. The word of God never returns void. This, this right here symbolizes 
the Harris uh, Biden stance on things right now. Uh, put that there. You go cart before the horse. Got that from Rodney Howard Brown. There you go. That's them. All right, Kyle Becker tweet. Well, actually, it's just a video. But let me put out. This is the chairman of the Federal Election Committee. This is his opinion. The opinion of the chairman of the Federal Election Committee. Play it for me. But do you believe there is voter fraud out there, specifically in Pennsylvania and other states that are weighing heavily in on this election? I do believe that there's voter fraud taking place in these places. Otherwise, they would allow the observers to go in. When you have claims of, you know, 10,000 people who don't live in the state of Nevada, uh, having voted in Nevada, you have the video showing where people are, you know, they're either they're either duplicating a, a spoiled ballot right there or they're uh, in the process of just marking a ballot that came in blank uh, for a voter. Uh, that's a process that needs to be observed by election observers. State law allows those observers to be in there. Uh, and if they're not, then the law is not being followed, making this uh, an illegitimate election. The chairman of the Federal Election Commission just looked at that video and said that those people are doing things completely and totally wrong. And really, he was being nice, corrupt. They were filling in ballots, empty ballots, and putting them in. And lo and behold, of course, every single one, every single computer glitch, every single dead person, every every single ballot that has only one presidential name, statistically speaking, filled out on it, goes to Joe Biden. Every single time. And yet the mainstream media, which are just laughable, laughable principalist hack people, they're just Goebbels media for the Democratic Party. Of course, they, they say there's no, here's, here's some of their lingo. Oh, that's been debunked. There's no evidence of widespread voter corruption. I mean, are you kidding me? You can say it in every single state. 137 ballots showed up at 4 a.m. All for Joe Biden in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, 10,000 people not living in the state of Nevada confirmed voted there. Numerous dead people, 6,000 people. They found the computer glitch in Michigan. That turned an election, a, a, a local election over, which won a seat for Republicans, by the way, and turned the county back over to Donald Trump after 6,000 votes were taken from Donald Trump and given to Joe Biden. I just named Michigan. I just named Pennsylvania. I just named Nevada. That's not widespread. And I could go on and on and on all night long. There's in, in Michigan alone, they have 243 signed affidavits alleging voter widespread voting corruption vote counting corruption that's not widespread enough for the media there's nothing listen if you're a demon understand that your father is the devil right john chapter 8 verses 44 and 45 the devil is a liar his native language is lying and he's the father of lies that's all in those two in those two verses in those two verses that's all in there he's the father of lies his native language is a lie all those things, if you're a liar, if you're, if you're just somebody who lies, you know, don't ever, don't expect anything more out of these people. We have to take charge. If they're going to, if they're going to follow the father of lies and that's their whole life is lying, then we don't, don't expect anything more. We just have to take charge. It's simple as that. Here's a Kyle Becker tweet. Dominion, of course, Dominion software, Dominion voting machines. These problems threaten the integrity of our elections. Senators Elizabeth Warren, look at this now, Amy Klobuchar, get the names now, Ron Wyden, all Democrats, issue a formal complaint when? In 2019, two Dominion voting systems. Look at what it says. Among the complaints, allegations of vote switching. 
Uh, let me let me frame this for everybody. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Ron Wyden, all Democrats. I don't know if Wyden's still around or not as far as part of the Senate, but I know, of course, Warden, uh, Warren and Klobuchar are. They themselves, they contacted Dominion Software, Dominion Voting Systems. They did. And they alleged, put it back up for me. Here's what they alleged on the bottom. In 2018 alone, voters in South Carolina were reporting machines that switched their votes. Go to the next red line. Undisclosed vulnerabilities in nearly three. This is what Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren were writing. Undisclosed vulnerabilities in nearly three dozen back-end election systems in 10 states. And just this year, after the Democratic candidate's electronic tally showed he received an improbable 164 votes out of 55,000 cast in Pennsylvania. These problems threaten the integrity of our elections. But if you dare, you bring it back to me, if you dare say that now, you're attacking the democracy. You're attacking the integrity of our elections. You're attacking the foundation of our democracy. They did it. That's, that's less than a year ago. That's, that's, it's within, you know, it may not be less than a year. It was 2019 somewhere. It's last year. They did it about Dominion voting systems themselves because they can easily be manipulated. It's, I mean, it, it truly is unreal. Whatever it is that they're doing, they will accuse you of doing. All right. This is from one American news about, of course, Dominion voting machines in Michigan. Rudolph Giuliani, play it for me. Widespread. We have a complete breakdown of a software system called Dominion, in which in Antrim County, Biden won on election night, only to find out that the software didn't work and it reversed the vote. That Dominion technology is, was used in three quarters to three to 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 almost 80 percent of the state. So now we've got to look at. How often did it break down in other parts of the state? And when you look back on the history of Dominion, which is a Canadian firm, it's made mistakes in a Canadian elections similar to that. This Dominion software was used in at least 47 counties in Michigan, a state Trump had been projected to win. Election officials in Michigan were quick to dismiss this initial mistake as simply a failure to update the software. But Trump's legal team and the Republican Party are calling this a bluff pushing for a full audit of the counties in which Dominion was used. I mean, the idea that there's no evidence, I mean, the networks keep saying, but the Trump campaign has produced no evidence. And I say, you are censoring the evidence. But there is another aspect of the Dominion software company that escapes the notice of most. Dominion's ties to the Clinton Foundation. Penelope Chester Starr is the communications manager for Dominion Voting Systems. Prior to coming to Dominion, she worked for the Clinton Growth Initiative and was vice president for Tenio. Tenio was the firm started to help manage Bill and Hillary Clinton's foreign businesses and booked their personal speaking engagements. Even more disturbing, there appears to be a formal partnership between the Clinton Initiative and Dominion Voting Systems. But back to just one example of many, Chester Starr also helped organize a 2017 Women's March against Trump and is a rabid anti-Trumper working for a vote counting company. <laughs> One that claims to be the leading supplier of election technology across Canada and the U.S. The question is, how many more anti-Trump activists and former Clinton allies work for or affect the Dominion software company? The company that accidentally flipped 
thousands of votes from Trump to Biden in key swing states. Chanel Rion, One American News. Hey, so let's break this down real quick. Anti-Trump activist, her name is Penelope Chester Starr. She is the communications manager for Dominion. She, she actually put together, organized an anti-Trump rally. That's, again, how many, how many states is this Dominion software in? 30? 30 states. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of counties. And by the way, including Georgia, that was part of their secret deal with Hillary Clinton's attorney. Anti-Trump activist Penelope Chester Starr is the communications manager for Dominion Software. Well, let's look at her resume. She worked for the Clinton Growth Initiative. She worked for a company called Tenio, which is the firm that or, that, you, that, that the Clintons used to manage the Clintons' businesses. Who, know, who knows what the Clintons' businesses are? One of them's Dominion. And speaking of engagements, there is a formal, formal, Partnership between Dominion and the Clinton Global Initiative. So we think this we think this election was fair. Oh, oh, Nancy Pelosi said it's the fairest election in history, according to bureaucrats and election officials. But the, but the person who's in charge, the chairman of the board of election, the chairman of federal elections, says it was not. Here's the David Schaefer tweet. In 2018, where 230,000 absentee ballots were cast, 3.5%, get these numbers now, 3.5% were rejected for form, for signature mismatches or other reasons. In 2020, when more than 1.2 million, so you go from 230,000 absentee ballots to 1.2 million absentee ballots were cast, the rejection rate was 0.3%. It goes down. You go up in numbers by basically a million and it goes down in rejection rate by basically 100%. Did the massive increase in ballots overwhelm the verification process? So you less regulation for four times as many ballots, right? That's what they're alleging. So you, you have 1.2 million of these absentee ballots go out. And normally there's about a 4% rejection rate, 3.5% rejection rate. Now it's 0.3% rejection rate. And this election was fair. It absolutely wasn't fair. Here's one of the many witnesses who has signed an affidavit talking about ballots at the TCF center. Now I want to put this out there. So, you know, this guy is a right wing activist and a, I, that to me is a positive thing. You know, they put out, you know, we were accused of the Trump, the MAGA rally in DC. Oh, right. People go, no, this is a right wing person. A, a correct right means correct. A correct wing person. He is a right wing spokesman advocate, but he signed up to be a poll watcher. And this is what happened. Play it for me. So Phil had said, I, you know, he, I think he had been looking at the, the ballots. So he put me and another gentleman, um, an Asian fellow, uh, back there just to look at the ballots. And he made, gave me the impression that they'd be coming in fast and furious all night. Uh, so I'm sitting back there. We sit there for hours, and not one ballot showed up. People have shown up uh, like when you um, say hours, kind of roughly. Can you give us a time frame of what? There was no. I didn't. From what I saw, there was not one ballot that showed up from at least 10 p.m. Uh, or let me say at least 10:30 to the 3:30 a.m. when it, um, roughly uh, the the number that Colbeck gave was 38,000 ballots showed up. There were, I counted over 50 different boxes of ballots that showed up all at once at 3.30 a.m. 
uh, someone gave a, an official count uh, of 61. So 61 ballots, they were all in USPS boxes. They weren't, it wasn't delivered by USPS. 61 boxes and ballots. Yes, yes. And it wasn't delivered by USPS necessarily. Um, it was in a van, a white van, that had the city clerk's emblem on it. And the city, it said uh, Janice Winfrey. Are you reading back to me? So that guy's a poll watcher. He's sitting at the TCF Center in Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan. And he was there from 1030 at night, the election night, November 3rd, till 330 in the morning, November 4th. And not one ballot came in, not one. Then lo and behold, at four o'clock in the morning, when they were no longer counting, 61 boxes, 61 boxes of ballots show up in a basically unmarked white van. I think he said it had some sort of government emblem on it, but it was not the correct van for the for the moment. City clerk's van. The 3.30, the 3:30 a.m., the Biden ballot drop was the first ballot delivery since 10.30 p.m. This is what he said. Then 138,000 ballots showed up suddenly. That's in the 61 boxes. His la this guy's name is uh, Shane Trejo. Trejo says the ballots could not be processed right when they arrived. So by the time they were starting to be counted, a new shift of poll workers had started. Lo and behold, this is important because Trejo explains that the Biden ballot drop was dropped off at the end of one shift and left uncounted. So when the new shift came to count ballots, they didn't know where the ballots had come from. 4 a.m. in the middle of the night through the back door. Trejo also connects the Biden ballot drop with the, the ejection of GOP poll challengers and covering up of windows at the TCF Center by Detroit election workers. According to Trejo, this was done to prevent anyone from seeing the ballots from the Biden ballot drop from being counted, often with missing signatures and missing envelopes. Trejo took down the license plates and descriptions of all the people involved in hopes that litigation will reveal this massive voter fraud. There's no evidence of widespread voter fraud that stole Michigan from President Trump. Trail and his primary publisher, Big League Politics, were sent a cease and desist order to remove articles, video, and audio documenting their series, Detroit Leaks, last week. Who can do that? Why? See, they'll take away your first memory. Right? You ever... all. All the Republicans, all conservatives, we're very concerned about our Second Amendment right and our Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment rights too right now, considering COVID. But we need to be very concerned about our first. They sent a cease and desist order from him to discuss from him discussing any of this. That's, they don't have the right to do that. This series captured the training for Detroit poll workers that showed how they could cover up illegal voting. That series that's called from Detroit Leaks. That series predicted many of the things that GOP poll challengers described happening in Detroit in the Detroit election on November 3rd. So 100, just to be clear, 61 boxes showed up at 4 a.m. There hadn't been one vote come in because they shut down all the counting, right? Not one vote had come in. By the way, they should be, they're, they're on the same time zone as we are. So it's 1030 night. Florida had been called, done, locked all the doors and gone home at 9 a.m., 9 p.m. It's still now from 1030 to 330 in the morning. Not one ballot came in. And then lo and behold, 61 boxes full of 138,000, 100% for Joe Biden. Everybody hear that, right? 100% for Joe Biden came in at four o'clock in the morning, made sure that they timed it right. So when they, when they came in, the poll workers who were there were leaving. So nobody knew. 
Except this guy took down all their license plates. So nobody knew where they came from. So the next shift just comes in and feeds them through what? Dominion software counting machines. Lo and behold. It was also witnessed by another guy. Same thing was witnessed by former state senator Patrick Colbrick. Colbeck. Colbeck. From the Gateway Pundit. Play that video for me. Just to make sure you get the proper foundation of this, Senator Patrick Colbrook, Colbeck, he actually owns a technology company. So he knows whether the things were hooked up to the internet. If you notice, he's speaking language, routers, I don't know what any of that is. I couldn't spout, I could, if, if, if the only thing in this room right now was me and a router, I wouldn't know it was a router. And if it had a sign on it that said router, I still wouldn't know. But that guy know, knows what he's talking about. He knew that all... It is, so everybody knows, it is a federal freaking crime to have your Dominion voting machines hooked up to the internet. Because this is, it's a crime regardless of whether it's Dominion or not. But here's the problem with Dominion. Dominion, Sidney Powell has already found, they ran an algorithm inside of the Dominion software that said, how many votes does Biden need to win? That is proven. That's done. That is facts. Fact. It's already been proven. That's that's it's coming. It's all coming out. She's already saying Sydney Powell's not some fool. She wouldn't defame herself all over the internet and all over mainstream TV if she didn't have the evidence. She's one of the finest attorneys in the country. So that's happening. So you have all these Dominion voting machines connected to one another. Who knows are they connected? You got TCF Center in Detroit, connected to Philadelphia, connected to Atlanta, connected to Milwaukee, connected to Phoenix. One right after another. There's one right there. 
Don't worry. That's put that back up, Aaron. Don't worry. That the voting machine right there. Don't worry. It just has a formal partnership with the Clinton Global Initiative, and that's who's responsible for all of our voting. No problem with that. Just a few other things that Colbeck saw. He saw no chain of custody in Detroit ballots. And as a former police officer, whenever you have evidence, you have to write down the chain of custody. Colbeck describes seeing evidence of double voting. See, that's why there has to be a forensic recount in all of these. Not these, not these half-baked stupid recounts. You're just recounting ballots that are fraudulent. It has to be a forensic recount. You have to determine whether it was a, a, per, a real-life person that has an ID that you can match it to, somebody who is alive and not dead, a person that actually exists, an actual ballot. Who knows? If you're, if you're standing 25 yards away and I'm just feeding in blank pieces of paper into the machine, how would you even know? How would you even know? You can easily manipulate Dominion software to count anything for your candidate. That's why there has to be a forensic recount. You need to determine, is, is this even a real person that filled out this ballot? Another thing that he alleged is he saw repeat voting. So if you got John Williams and he gets fed through the machine 4,700 times, well, that and lo and behold, you know where all 4,700 of those votes are going to go. Old Joey Biden. That's why it has to be a forensic recount. B- ballot by ballot by ballot. Tom, that'll take two. No, forget it. We, we don't need to worry about their time frames. They're going to need hundreds of volunteers. I'll volunteer. If, there was, if it was in my state, I would go and give every second of every day for truth and integrity and honesty. And even if Trump lost, I wouldn't care as long as it was the truth. And Trump did not lose. He easily won, easily won this election. Absolutely easily won this election. Listen, just had it. I've had it with the mainstream media. Here's a nice little fun piece for you. Play it for me. Round three, fight. Now for a trip inside Trump World's Hall of Mirrors. We have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. What we should be doing is shunning these people. These people are not fit for polite society. No evidence of widespread corruption from Brian Stelter and Jim Acosta and Jake Tapper and MSNBC and CNBC and CNN and ABC and CBS and all the rest of the hacks. From the Gateway Pundit, Paul Sperry. Pro-Biden bug also suspected, well, lo and behold, in Georgia's vote counting software. What a surprise. A curious thing happened as Fulton County, Georgia election officials counted mail-in ballots on Atlanta State Farm Arena in the days after the election. Strike one. In the early hours of November 5th, 5th, votes shouldn't even be counting on November 5th. A surge of some 20,000 mail-in votes suddenly appeared for Joe Biden. Wow! Suddenly appeared for Joe Biden while approximately a thousand votes for President Trump mysteriously disappeared. But there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. It, it, it really is truly unbelievable. Dinesh D'Souza tweet. Another sign we won this presidential election. Republicans have picked up 12. I said 11 earlier. It's 12 now. 12 House seats, not a single GOP incumbent lost. Trump was quite obviously more popular than these candidates. Yeah, if they all, all 12 of them won their seats, actually took seats from Democrats, then he's way more popular than they are. Most of us couldn't name one of them. I can't right now. 
Now we just have to prove our case. He's totally and completely correct. All right, Laura Ingram tweet. Candace Owens shutting down schools, a dream for the Democratic Party. An absolute dream. There's no reason to actually shut down schools. Play the video for me. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo threatening to shut down schools. And pay close attention to the reason he cites for doing it. Are schools going to close on Monday if we top 3%? Yep. That doesn't mean the schools are what's spreading it. And we have to take that into consideration. So why close the schools if the schools aren't the problem? The teachers union at the time, they uh-huh. came up with an agreement uh, about the conditions uh, that would open the schools and what would close the schools. Joining me now is Candace Owens, Blexit Movement founder and author of Blackout. Candace, um, rich, mostly white parents, they're going to hire their private tutors or move elsewhere so kids can be in in in-person schooling. That's exactly right. What happens to the poor and minority kids uh, in in D.C.? Because they're not going back to school until January 7th, which means never this year in D.C., Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, Montgomery County schools, everyone's on pins and needles because they don't think they're ever, they're going back this year at all. Yeah. I mean, this is a dream for the Democrat Party. I mean, they, they like to say that they are the party of the poor people, and you know what they are, except they're making people poor, and they're guaranteeing that these people will remain uneducated because uneducated voters tend to vote for Democrats. Right, back to me. There you go. I just wanted to get that two cents. <laughs> uneducated people tend to vote for Democrats. Yeah, low-information voters. An interesting point there. That, I don't know if it's CNBC or MSNBC or CNN, you don't know who was interviewing the governor, uh, Governor Cuomo at the time. Asked, well, if kids aren't the problem, then why? You got it, Aaron? Who is it? MSNBC. MSNBC. There we go. The MSNBC reporter who was interviewing Andrew Cuomo there asked, well, if kids aren't the problem, then why are you closing down schools? You know what his answer was? Teachers unions. Why? Teachers unions are what? Democrats. They don't, they don't want to work. They don't want to teach, but they want to be paid. And again, I've said this for months, and some of you watched this, probably sick of me hearing me say this. If police aren't going to answer calls and teachers aren't going to teach, I want my money back and I want it back now. And all of us should be the same way. Zoom classes don't count any more than Zoom church services count. Trish Regan tweet. Here we go. Biden COVID advisor. We need to lock down to control coronavirus. Explain how that's true. Every single country, every single state with lockdown procedures that have gone under strict lockdowns. You got New Zealand right now with COVID camps. They'll put you, if you refuse to take COVID tests, you go to a COVID camp. You That could never happen here. Really? You think not? You don't think so? You don't think it could happen here? Wait till I read you an article in a minute. It can happen here. But why? If, if lockdowns work, then why is there a spike in cases? Why is there a spike in cases in New York right now? They've been locked down since March 1st. Why, why is it, why is there, if lockdowns work, they don't, nothing works with a virus except the Bible, except if you speak the word to it, it'll work. It'll kill it. If you speak the word to it, if you say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, it will do it. Luke chapter 17, verse six. If you say, what do you, what do you got here? And I'm getting written by my tech staff. And why is the World Health Organization warning again? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, the World Health Organization came out against lockdowns. 
Anthony Fauci has come out against lockdowns, but now he's telling you to do what you're told. Confusion is of the enemy just as much as lies are of the enemy. If you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done for you. Matthew 21, 21. The only thing that works against the virus, against any virus, is the Bible. No mask is going to stop a virus. Listen, I put up from Jonathan Shuttlesworth's Check the News show. I put up his graphs. They weren't from him. He got them from reliable mainstream sources. That show in every single country with strict mask mandates that their cases have and are going up. It's the same exact thing with lockdowns. It's a virus. It's a tiny little particle. The size of a particle of COVID-19 is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. What's a micron? I don't know. Small. Very small. You can't block it. It doesn't work that lockdowns don't do anything. Lockdown. Listen, why do you have more colds during the cold weather? Is it because viruses flourish in cold weather? No, you have more colds in cold weather. Hence the name cold because everybody's inside. And now they want you to lock yourself inside. Here's Kate Brown. You can put her glorious picture up for me from Gateway Pundit 1113. Oregon Democratic Governor. Kate Brown orders new onerous lockdown will be enforced by police. Everybody, you know, you can never, we'd never have COVID camps here. You know, in the United States, that could never happen. Clinging to delusions of serving in a fantasy Biden administration, Oregon Governor Kate Brown has announced a new round of COVID lockdowns that are even more onerous than the ones she put in place earlier in the year. So what were we, 253 days? So 253 days ago of 15 days to flatten the curve. These are worse than those. And all of you capitulating, quarantining, wuss Christians. You still think that these people are looking out for your own good. You still think that you wearing a mask does anything for anybody. You really, these are the people who are telling you that these things do good. They're the ones who told you to quarantine. There she is. You, why would you let that woman tell you anything? I wouldn't let that woman tell me where to poop, let alone anything about my health. You know, I, what, it, it floors me that Christians walk around with masks on. It floors me. Not only do you not need it logically, you definitely don't need it spiritually. You walk around with a mask. Christians are still not going to church. Do you ever crack open a thing called the Bible ever? And and you take your marching orders from the Kate Browns of the world? No, we don't. I'm, you know, I'm just trying to be a good part, a good community, you know, partner, good neighbor. No, you're a coward. You've refused to stand. It was uncomfortable keeping this church open, but you know what? We never closed, never social distance, never alcohol gel stationed, never mask wore, nothing. Nothing when everybody else was. You know what that's called? Narrows the way in few finding it. Try it. Try the Bible. All right, this is a good one. This is from Summit News and Axios. Summit Summit News leans conservative. Axios hard left. Report. Airlines to require health pass. None of these onerous things could ever happen here. We could never have COVID camps here. Oh, really? You think so? 
Ticketmaster just said recently you can't buy tickets without proof that you tested negative for COVID or a new health pass. So let's look at this. Summit News 1113. Pull it up. Go home, type it in. Summit News slash Axios 1113. Pull it up. You ever, Christians, do you see, when I read this to you, Christians, do you see Revelation? Do you see it? Revelation 13, 16 through 18. Do you see it? Or are you so blinded by baseball, football, volleyball, your kids' grades and minivans entangled in the affairs of this life? Now, the ones that, that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. You're not mature enough to know that Anthony Fauci's a fraud. When you hear this, do you hear the Bible? Ask yourself that. I know there's some people watching this that hate my guts that have left my church. All right, well, here's your, ask yourself. Just cut me out of the equation. Ask the Holy Spirit what he thinks. Report airlines to require health pass vaccine certificate before allowing passengers to fly. Airlines are likely to require passengers to sign up for a health pass. He causes all both great and small to carry a mark on their forehead and on their right hand that no man may buy, sell, nor trade without the mark of the beast, which is the number of a man, 666. Try it. Try the Bible. Try the Bible instead of lukewarm, watered down, kiped off the internet messages from your ankle-grabbing pastor. Try them. Try the Bible, which includes a digital certificate of vaccination against COVID-19 before allowing you to fly. No health pass, no flying. Good job, Christians. Nice job, Christians. Way to stand. Way to usher in the mark of the beast instead of James 4-7, standing in James 4-7 against it. The system would be similar to in nature to that being considered by Ticketmaster, who, is, who it was revealed earlier this week are considering making customers prove they had a vaccine or a negative coronavirus test before allowing them to purchase tickets. The bottom line is no health pass, no admittance, and perhaps no flying states the report. The system would likely be organized under the auspices. Get ready now. Get ready. This is the part that you need to hear. The system would likely be organized under the auspices of Common Pass, a program sponsored by the World Economic Forum, which is pushing for a post-COVID great reset, which your good buddy Tom has been telling you about for six months. Exactly the way that it is. Exactly the way that it is. And that's the thing is, we don't have to submit to this. You're like, well, the Bible's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't have to happen in your generation. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist means to actively fight against James 4, 7. Let's do that. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. When you strap a mask on, are you submitting yourselves to God? Or are you submitting yourself to some authoritative, tyrannical government? When you, when you social distance, you know, I heard one of my favorite, Sebastian... Can't remember his last name now. No, the the comedian, man, man of something, Maniscalco. He's talking today, and he's like, "Sign me up, I'm ready. I'll take that vaccine right now. I want life to get back to normal." You gonna be like that? I love the guy. He's funny as anything, but that's the world. That's the world. As he fled from California, and he's here in Florida now because he doesn't want to live under their tyrannical authority. You know, Gavin Newsom, his tyranny in California, so he's living right here in Florida. We have a, good, a, a governor with an actual brain. 
But he says that. I just want life to be back to normal. Is that the way you are, Christian? Are you like that? He's not saved. You allegedly are. You ought to be making a stand in the word of God. Here's a Guy Benson tweet. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. Now this, let me just set this up for you. What This, this guy right here, um, Raphael Warnock, like I said earlier, sounds like a character out of the Harry Potter, Harry Potter series. Raphael Warnock. He is running for he is running for one of the two Senate seats coming up January 5th in Georgia that will determine who runs the Senate. And if the Democrats run the Senate, it's bye bye to filibuster. Hello to statehood for Puerto Rico and D.C. and hello to court packing. That will happen and defunding the police. Just watch. This is the guy that's running for Senate in the state of Georgia. Come on, Georgians. Play it for me. I don't, no matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness on, on full display. Mm, we need to repent of our worship of whiteness. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. I had a brother and his wife and his beautiful family come from Winter Haven last Sunday. Just about every Sunday we have somebody come from out of town. Join me here tomorrow. You want a Bible thumper? You want to hear hellfire and brimstone that you haven't heard for forever from your weak-kneed capitulating pastor? Google us. Find how far we are away. If we're within an hour or two, get in here. We have two services tomorrow, 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. You don't even need to get up early. Be here at 11.15 one or the 9 a.m. Don't care. We will find room for you. We're pretty full, but we will find room for you. Be here tomorrow, 9 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. A church that never closed, that never capitulated. Join us tomorrow. It's be- Listen, you're better off driving for an hour than going to some church that's preaching and living COVID heresy. You're better off being here. Lord, bless. You have that video ready for me? Bless every person watching this, Lord. I pray your abundant life upon them in Jesus' name. Play it. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. I love you guys. I just wanted you to know that. Thank you so much for watching. Hundreds and hundreds of people on. Really, love you. I really do. I love you. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you can be here tomorrow, I'd love to meet you, talk to you, take a picture with you. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Thank you.